grandmother used to say this. She said, whatever's on the inside is going to come out. So if you feel overwhelmed, tired and all those things, you get it out, but you don't allow that to be who you are. You speak your truth. You acknowledge you acknowledge that place, but then you move on. You don't stay in it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, don't stay in it. Don't stay in it. Whatever is in you ultimately does. It's going to come out. out. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. You better preach, (laughs) Marquis. Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast. This is Markeith Brayton, a.k.a. your purpose professor, CEO of Markeith Brayton Inspires and the founder and creator of the School of Purpose podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. I am so excited and elated to be sharing with you once again another week And today's podcast is going to be one that is very awesome because I'm interviewing a very awesome young lady. This podcast is being released on Martin Luther King holiday. And when I think about what Martin Luther King stands for or stood for and what he represented, I really believe this podcast goes right along with Martin Luther King's holiday. When we think about his I Have a Dream speech and all of the many struggles and the many civil rights movement fights that he marched and fought on behalf of others, I can't think of a better way than to be sharing today's podcast, which I have themed as Think Up and Win. And my guest today is Dr. Jenna Dyson, and she is a Ph.D., and she wrote a book called Think Up. And today she is going to be sharing with us how do we shift our mindset? How do we shift our thinking? How do we really begin to think up and win so that we can make our lives better? And so we are going to go right into the podcast and we're going to hopefully inspire you, motivate you to think up and win. All right, Dr. Jenna Dyson, thank you for joining me today for the School of Purpose podcast. I'm always excited to have new guests on the show, and this is your first time uh, for me to interview you, and so I'm just so elated that you decided to join me on the School of Purpose podcast. How are you today? I am great, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to share with you and your guests, and just to Teach the world all about thinking up. So thank you so much. Thinking up. Yes. Yes. So Dr. J, I'm going to call you just for the episode today. Let the listening audience know who you are, who you be, how you show up in the world. Oh, who I be. That's my language. So (laughs) hello, hello, hello. My name is Dr. Jenna and I teach individuals and leaders how to think up, how to create the future that you want in your mind first. Whether it's business, a nonprofit organization, or really just helping you to become a better you, that's what I do. So I specialize in helping you get from where you are to where you have been called and where you're destined to be. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I like the whole term, think up. Where did you come up with that? Oh, wow. So thinking up was really a term that God gave me in one of the lowest points of my life. At 21 years old, I found myself hating life, praying and asking God, 
pretty much to just take me. Like I couldn't live. Like I went through so much. You know, I went through the death of my mother. I went through being homeless. I went through the abandonment of my father. I went through it losing everything. And I just hit a point at 21 years old where I was tired. I was tired of trying to do this good thing. I was tired of trying to go to school and do what everybody else said I was supposed to do. I was tired of praying to this God that I felt that had forgotten and abandoned me. Mm. And I hit this place. I hit this place where I was like, okay, God, if you really love me, don't let me wake up because I can't handle this anymore. Like I can't. I knew that I could not end my own life because I didn't even have the strength to do it. Like I was just that weak physically and mentally. And I remember as if it was yesterday, laying on my dorm room closet floor, because I lived in a closet, praying and asking God to not let me wake up. I said, God, like, can you just end this? Like, if it's not going to end, then don't let me wake up. And I remember him saying so clear, you have to think your way up. Hmm. And I'm like, what, what is that? You know, I didn't know. So I went on this quest of really 10 years of really trying to figure out what does thinking of mean and redefining my life, redefining my life by my own terms, like really creating the life that I wanted. And at 31 years old, so 10 years later, God brought it back to me when he said, I want you to start this business. I want you to teach people the same thing that I taught you. And that's how to think up. Mm. So that's how I'm here. What a powerful testimony that is to to be able to share. And even though 10 years went by, that gift of yeah. voice, that gift of spiritual awakening that you had some 10 years prior came back to be able to be a blessing to your life. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so many times, especially for many people, you know, you may not have the relationship with God. Like I grew up in the church. My mm-hmm. daddy was a preacher. I knew how to do the church thing. Mm-hmm. I had religion, but I didn't have relationship. Wow. So at 21, when God spoke, that was really the first time that I remember God ever speaking to me. So 10 years, I went on this search and this journey of really who is God for me? Not who my parents said he was, not who my grandmother said he was, but God, make yourself real to me. And in the process, not only did I learn so much about myself, but I developed a relationship with God to where now I knew who really had their hands on me. Like I knew that God had his hands on my life and that if I just trusted him, he would literally order and direct every step that I was supposed to take. And it took me 10 years to get to that place, but I stayed on the journey. And let me tell you, my life is totally different than anything that I would have ever dreamed. Absolutely amazing. So the namesake of the School of Purpose podcast is very significant. And one of the first questions that I ask every guest is, how do you define purpose and how do you define success? Oh, awesome. So purpose for me is doing the one thing that God has called and told you to do. That's the one thing that you've been put on this earth to do. Success for me is being on that path where I'm pursuing that every single day. That's success. Mm. Because I believe that if you follow your purpose, that the money will come. The resources will come. You know, he told Abraham, I will make your name great. So if you look in my Bible, you'll Abraham scratched out and I have Jenna in there. Jenna, I will make your name great. So pursuing purpose and even achieving this level of success, it really requires you to do the one thing that you've been put on this earth to do. Interesting. So good. So good. You know, I adopted a definition or meaning from Dr. Sinu Trim, and she just Mm -hmm. simply says that success is the fulfillment of purpose. Mm. And and the key to success is self-mastery. 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 And so that's why I think talking about your book and your message of Think Up is really good because part of self-mastery has more to do about how we think about ourselves and, and, and what we think about ourselves. And then that translates into what we speak about ourselves. Absolutely. 
That is so good. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about your book and and the philosophy and the concept that you're sharing with your audience every day about thinking up. What are some of those yeah. key things that you would like to share with the listening audience about uh, that's in the book and that yeah. you really feel like will, you know, allow people to galvanize themselves to begin to transform the trajectory of where they're going based on the concept of thinking up. Yeah. I think number one, I think it really starts with kind of what you hit on is that whatever you think is what you speak and what you speak is what you become. Wow. So if you want to become anything, whether it's good or whether it's bad, it all starts with your mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you think success, you'll you will be successful. If you think failure, you would be you would be a failure. And I think for me, and I love the whole self mastery concept because I've had to master my mind. Like mm-hmm. since the beginning of time, my mind has been jacked up. Like mm-hmm. if I just be honest, my mind has been jacked up. A year before I was born, my parents had a baby, and that baby passed away. So when they conceived me, you know, everybody, there was this spirit of fear. There was a spirit of like, oh, my goodness, is she going to be sick like Ashley? What's going to happen to her? Like, why are we having another child? Um, my older sister said that when they became pregnant with you, there was a lot of fighting. There was just a lot of turmoil. So even before I took my first breath, if you know anything about the maternity health of a child and a woman, the baby feels what the mother's experiencing. So even before I, I took my first breath, I felt unwanted. Hmm. I felt rejected. I felt that there wasn't a place because I came into this family that they hadn't grieved properly the death of one child. And now they have this other baby that they don't even really want. They're concerned. They're scared. They're nervous. My daddy became a workaholic excuse me, an alcoholic. And then my mama became a workaholic. Mm. So I'm in this place. I felt that my parents loved me, but they didn't really want me. So they were just tolerating me. Mm -hmm. I felt that my sister didn't like me. You know, it's just kids being kids. My sister's always said, girl, I never liked you. I was mad when they said they were having you, but I internalized that. So I grew up as a little girl, not liking myself hating myself, hating my hair, the color of my skin, everything that I did. So my thoughts were not thoughts of hope and purpose and that you can achieve anything. My thoughts were, I wish that I was somebody else. Wow. I wish that I could be different. So what I realized that, you know what, I'm who God says I am. Like I've been created in his image to do the purpose that he's called me to do. So if I want to do that, if I want to walk in success, then I have to think it. And for me, that was the biggest part because when I when my mom passed and I was homeless and just living kind of everywhere that I could with my sister, with other family, with friends at times, just wherever I could lay my head. I remember always having this dream that I'm going to be a doctor, that I'm going to make a difference. And I remember people telling me, girl, you can't even read good. Like, you're not a great speaker. You're not a great writer. You're not going to be a doctor. Like, you too crazy. Like, Crazy folks can be no doctor, but I kept this dream and I would walk around and introduce myself as doctor mm-hmm. because I knew that if I wanted to become that, I had to think it. Wow. And whatever I thought, I knew that I had to speak it. That is awesome. I mean, you have some stories that really inspire and cause a little goosebumps uh, Ooh, to on your skin. <laughs> you know, that's so true. You know, you have to think it before it's created and we even when we go to scripture you know we just look at the very beginning of civilization it was a thought first yeah and then he spoke it you know and so that is so so good and so let's look at some of the chapters in your book and highlight just a few of those as key concepts to share with the audience and let them know that there are some things that you can do step by step or concepts that you can implement to help you begin to think up. Yeah. You know, Marquis always say, you know, there's no secrets to anything in life. Like everything we need to know, it's already been done. It's already been documented. We just have to take that first step and to open up whatever we need, tap into whoever we need, ask for whatever we want, and this shall be given. Mm. So I'm grateful that you are providing a platform for people to not only 
learn more about what purpose is, but also how to change their life on the path of purpose. Yes. So thank you so much for your obedience to this journey. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. So let's go. You got your book, Marquis? I got my iPad. Yes, yes. you got your <laughs> iPad. You are ready. <laughs> So, yes. So Think Your Way Up was really um, it was a book that God gave me. It was a book that I didn't want to write. You know, I wanted to exercise this Ph.D. muscle. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about my leadership experience and all this research that I've done for corporate and academic. And God was like, no, I want you to talk about your mindset. I want Mm -hmm. you to talk about how you've gotten from where you were to where you are now. So I wrote this book. I wrote it in a month and it was really my way of brain dumping and sharing the habits of what high performance people have done. I've always been a person that I knew that success left clues. And because I didn't have a DNA of an entrepreneur in front of me, I didn't have the DNA of somebody that had won the Nobel Peace Prize Award or had written books, I knew that I had to tap into the DNA of other people. So I knew that if I wanted to achieve what other people had, I had to do what they did. Like I had to be a copycat. So I studied high performance people. I studied their habits. I studied what they did first thing in the morning, what they ate, what they drank, what kind of house they lived in, what kind of car they drove, what books they read, what podcasts they listened to. And I said, you know what? If they did it, I'm going to just follow them. Like, like that's going to be my roadmap. If I can't invest in coaching right now, then I'm going to have John Maxwell as my coach, Tony Robbins as my coach, Jim Rohn, and I'm just going to copy and follow every single thing that they've done. So this book is a culmination of the research that I've done, as well as things that I've done to really move me from the corporate room to now being a full-time entrepreneur running a six-figure business. And that's awesome. And I know that so many people who listen to this podcast have an interest to transition from that corporate world into entrepreneurship, into small business, or into what I call lifestyle entrepreneurship, where you are building a business that helps support the type of lifestyle that you truly want, whether that's location independence, whether that's time freedom, whether that's just providing you more time to spend with your family so that you don't have to always be on that nine to five grind and away from your family the great majority of the day. And so I think that that's a great this is a great opportunity to be able to learn how you did that process. Oh, Lord. And it, you know what? It wasn't easy, but it's definitely been fun. And I've definitely developed in the process. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was six years old. Like looking back, like I like I started selling stuff at six years old and I've always had the spirit of I want money. Like I'm not going to be broke. Like that was me. Like I was like, I'm a hustler. Like, you won't ever find me broke. Like I will take off the clothes I have. I'll be selling. <laughs> I will be selling grass outside. Like yeah. that's just like like that's just how my mind works. So when I started this company, it was really because of just passion. It really started as a hobby. I was invited to speak at a school, and I spoke. The message was a hit. Somebody put it on YouTube, and from from there it went viral. This was in 2012, and that talk gets me booked every single day more than any of the talk I've done. You know, I pay for all this high class video and all this stuff. No, it's that one talk that I did when somebody was filming on their recorder Mm. that has gotten me booked since 2012. So I was working and doing that. I was like many people that are probably listening, going to my nine to five. I would get up early before work. I will hustle and grind, go to work. While I'm at work, I'm constantly thinking about my business. Any break that I had, I'm sitting there responding to people on social media. Any lunch break, I'm sitting there working on a talk. Get home in the evening and put my kids to bed. I would go back and I would grind. And I did this every single day from 2013 to 2016. My desire was always to pursue God's purpose for my life. But I felt that I could do it by working full time. Like I felt like I didn't have to quit my job. Like I liked my job. I'm I'm doing everything that I'm doing now in my own business. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. But I was reaching a point to where I was having to choose. I was losing money in the business because I couldn't take on any more clients. I couldn't take on any more speaking um, opportunities. I realized that I was getting bored in the corporate setting, like the problems that they were facing. I'm like, duh, like, I don't even care about that. 
Mm-hmm. I realized that I was more <laughs> concerned with helping God's kids generate a business and build their think up life than I was for making another million dollars for a corporation that was just going to put more money in the CEO's pockets. Mm-hmm. So I reached a point. I'm like, OK, what do I do? Like, I really love my job. It provides me the time freedom that I need because I work at home. I can travel wherever I want to go. My vacation is pretty much unlimited. Like, why would I leave this and go to this land of the unknown? Because when you're an entrepreneur, like there's no steady paychecks. There is no every two weeks you're going to get this amount of money. Like if you don't work when you're first starting out, you don't eat. So I'm like, why would I give that up for this? And it was the week of my birthday. And God said, it's time. And, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't hear that voice. You know, I tried to ignore it. Like, God, what you talking about? Like, God, do you not? And, you know, and sometimes, and if I could be honest, I kind of had a little ego going on, Marquis, mm-hmm. where I'm like, God, do you not know how hard I've worked to get to this position? You know, like he didn't give it to me. I'm like, right. God, do you not know how people would love to have my job and you want me to give this up? I'm like, nah, God, I ain't doing that. And it just kept coming. It was on a Monday and it kept coming and coming and coming. And on Thursday of that week, I got on Periscope and I quit my job live on Periscope, Marquis. <laughs> <laughs> and Marquis, the people were like, I mean, it was the largest scope I've ever had. They're like, go, 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 quick, quick, quick. I'm like, y'all telling me to quit and y'all at work. But I quit my job on Periscope and I was like, oh my God, did I literally just quit? Mm. But it was the most liberating thing ever and the most terrifying thing. So let me not say that because for the first time in my life, I can truly say that I was doing exactly what God called me to do Mm -hmm. and not something that I felt I needed to do for a title or for a position or for a paycheck. Wow. But I've been building. So you guys don't just get on. Look, look, time out. If you if you're listening and you feel like it's time to quit, don't you dare go get on Periscope and say Dr. Jenna told me to quit. <laughs> no, guys, no. I had no. I'd been building for three years. Mm-hmm. I had clients. I had systems in place. I had a team in place. Mm-hmm. I had generated. I was um, at that point. I had replaced around eighty percent of my full time salary. Wow. So I felt that if I could replace eighty percent by only working twenty twenty five hours part-time that if I quit, then I could definitely hit the hundred percent and more mark. So for three years I built and, and it was hard. Like, I don't want to put it off Marquis and say that it was easy and say that it was glamorous. And I had all these things and I had a team and that just made life, life, life grand. It wasn't, it took a lot of sacrifices. It took a lot of us personally cutting back on our expenses we sacrificed vacations. We don't eat out as much. We got rid of cable. Like we made some hard decisions and cuts so that we can invest fully into that dream. And it was three years. And then I was able to walk away. Wow. So it takes sacrifice. It takes cuts. It takes giving up some things to, to make your life happen. And my story is a little bit different with me being laid off, but at the end of the day, you know, there were some things that I was doing before being laid off that helped me to inf- that informed me on what I needed to do next. Wow. And how I was going to be able to make it because I was speaking on the side, yeah. and mentoring and teaching on the side already while I was doing full time, because that was how I was coping. Was yeah. Doing these things that I knew that I was passionate about in the evenings and on the weekends. Yeah while I was working this job that was draining me each and every day. Yeah. So we kind of went over or glanced over it real quick. So I do have my book now right here on my iPad. And so let's go through a couple of these chapters real quick. So chapter number one, I believe, uh, jumped out to me first and your future is in your thoughts. And you talked a little bit about this, but give us a little bit more insight on that. Yes. So whatever you think today will determine how you are tomorrow. Like everything that you want in this world, it lies in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally think yourself into a different space. Now, it's not just your thinking, but it starts with your thinking. So if you want to go to school, then you have to first think it and you have to see yourself there. You have to visualize yourself there. I remember 
when I first started this journey, I was working out of my closet. Like my closet is must be my sacred space because I lived in a closet. Like I used to sleep in a closet, like everything. But I was working in my closet and I would be taking calls. And this is when universities are calling and I would be taking calls from my closet and really working. And I put a picture of Oprah's office mm. and I said, I'm going to have an office one day. Like, I don't care what, like, I'm going to have an office and I want windows. And if you see now, I have a wall of windows. I said, I'm going to have an office like Oprah. I want windows. But I also said, I'm going to have a team. Now, this is somebody saying they're going to have a team of people working for them when they had $5 coming in. But I saw myself having a team. So let me give you a little mind hack right now. This is how you get your team in place. You create another person. My team person, her name was Alexis. So when people would call me, I would say, hi, thank you for calling Dr. Jenna. This is Alexis. How may I help you? (laughs) So I became my own assistant. Mm. I became the go-to person that would answer. I became the go-to person that would send out emails because I knew that the type of clients that I was trying to attract, they would be a little bit kind of timid and kind of hesitant about working directly with me. I put myself out there like a big brand. I put myself out there like a big brand before I had $5 on my account. And I set up Alexis, my alter ego, as the person that could filter those things. That way, when a university is calling to ask me to do a commencement speech, it's easier if they go through a third party versus going directly to me. I didn't want to make myself so accessible. Okay. I didn't want people looking looking and just calling and being able to have direct access to me. So I thought about that first Mm -hmm. and then I did the Alexis and other things to put myself in that space. So you have to think yourself there first. Think yourself there first. And let me go back and kind of preface this. The book is broken up into, is it three parts? Think up, train up and turn up. And within the first chapter was habit one, which is your future is your thoughts. And then another habit in think up is speak the truth. I've really been talking about this lately myself on my lives about being honest and truthful about where you are in life and how you got there. And so talk a little bit about speak the truth. Well, I knew that many people like myself and other people that had kind of some challenging childhoods, we had learned how to live in this fantasy world. You know, I really created the life that I wanted in my mind first. I would pretend and visualize and see myself as somebody else because I didn't like my own reality. Mm -hmm. But I realized that if I wanted to change anything, that I had to be true to who I was and I had to speak that truth. So if I was tired and overwhelmed, I had to acknowledge those feelings. The thing about it is when you speak something It not only gives power to that thing, but it also releases you from it. So for me, it was a way that I could say, you know what? I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed. I'm broke. I released that thought, but I'm not going to become that thought. Now I can change that and become who I was. So it's taking the thought because sometimes we try to hold things in. And you look, my grandmother used to say this. She said, whatever's on the inside is going to come out. So if you feel overwhelmed, tired and all those things, you get it out, but you don't allow that to be who you are. You speak your truth. You acknowledge you acknowledge that place, but then you move on. You don't stay in it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Don't stay in it. Don't stay in it. Whatever is in you ultimately does. It's going to come out. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. You better preach, Marquis. <laughs> now moving on to the category of train up. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about protect your thoughts. Yes. This is what I do every single day. I do mind checks. Mm-hmm. And mind checks is where I stop and I think about the thoughts. I say, is this adding to me or is this taking away from me? So does it add fruit into your life or does it take it away? One example is I used to complain about getting in my car and driving because I hated the traffic. I live in Houston, Texas, and we have the worst traffic ever. And I would complain about traffic. But then I had to really protect those thoughts because I'm like, number one, thank goodness that I have vision that I can even see. Mm -hmm. 
Thank God that I have a car. Thank God that I even have money for gas in the car. So I had to protect what I was allowing myself to feel and to think and to experience at that moment. Another thing, even this week, I had an action list. I don't say things to do because I don't need nothing else to do, but I have an action list. And my action list was just running over. It was so much. And I almost verbalized, I am so overwhelmed. But I checked it and I said, you know what? My cup is running over. Hmm. Like other people may seem overwhelmed, but I see at least I have clients coming in. At least I have opportunities in front of me. At least I have a full plate. At least this is a season of where I am sowing seeds. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying overwhelmed, I protected that thought by saying my cup is running over. Ooh, I like that. My cup is running over. I'm not overwhelmed. No, my cup is running over. It is. It is, Marquis, because think about it. Somebody would love to change places with you. Hmm. Somebody would love to say, you know what? I need a podcast. I mean, you know what? I wish that I had the influence that he had. I wish that I was able to have a a side opportunity and generate extra income. I wish that I had the boldness to stay out of the workplace and not get scared and run back. Yeah. So it's like, so think about that and say, you know what? My cup is running over because it could always be worse. And when I started using those small things, it changed. Mm -hmm. And I started Mm -hmm. seeing things and opportunities differently. Like today I've had a full load of meetings and I'm like, while I'm tired, I know that it's a gift. I know that I have the right and I have the honor to stand and to serve and to connect because I don't know who's listening on the other side of this podcast that their life is going to be changed. So what gives me the reason to say, no, I'm sorry, Marquise, I'm too tired. I've had a lot of meetings. Can we cancel? Who gives me the re who gives me the right to do that? Hmm. Like my obedience to be here is tied to somebody else's destiny. So I stand fully in that and I get the energy from talking to people like you. And that's so good because yesterday I was going to I was due to do a webinar, start my webinar series. And, you know, just because of human nature, people waited to the last minute and nobody had paid or signed up. And so I had decided that I was just not going to do the webinar. It was like four o'clock and I went on to my website and I was going to put sold out. I wasn't going to say canceled. I was just going to put sold out out. and see, you know, sign up for next week. Yeah. As soon as I did that, don't you know, like seven people paid and I was getting emails like back to back to back to back, like right at four (laughs) thirty. And wow. I was like, I'm canceling this thing. And, and immediately no. I had to shift and yes. really start getting prepared for that seven o'clock webinar because I knew that I had to show up. Yeah, I had to shift my thoughts. And Marquise, and even if nobody showed up, I would challenge you to still do it. Mm-hmm. Record that content and then package <laughs> that and be like, wow, we had a full house yes. because we did have a full house. You were there and you created the space for it. And Marquis, this is so good. Thank you so much for sharing that level of transparency mm-hmm. because there are people out there that are seeing all the flash mm-hmm. and the shiny objects in front of them in this entrepreneur space. And they feel like, well, if I don't have 50, 60, 70 people to sign up, then maybe, then maybe, then maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. I'm not qualified enough. And I hope that when, I hope that if you're listening to this, you will, you will understand then let me tell you, if one person would have signed up, Marquise would have said he would have delivered the same exact way. That's right. That's right. That's like right. it's not about the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's about the people. It's about are you doing what you've been called to do? And are you reaching the person that's assigned to you in this season? Uh, this week I heard Bishop Jake say this and I was like, that's so powerful. And you said it earlier. Yeah. When you were talking about the person who recorded that talk for you. Yeah. And this is what he said. He said, it's not that we don't have enough opportunities is that that when we get opportunities, we don't hit that opportunity hard enough. Mm. Oh, and what good. happened was you hit that hop- opportunity that you had hard enough to where that video created opportunity for you. Absolutely. You know, and so we got to learn that even if it's just one person that you're coaching, that's an opportunity Ooh. for you to hit a home run. Absolutely. Marquise, I remember my 
it was in 2013. So it was a year after I'd been speaking. Um, this conference invited me to come and talk. And they and, you know, they said, you know, we have no money. You know, and you already know they got a budget. Everybody got a budget. They said, we have no money. Will you come? And I said, you know what? I'm going to come. I'll just make this investment because it was the audience that I knew I needed to be in front of. So I get in my car and I drive three hours. That means I pay for hotel. I pay for food. I pay for gas. Mm -hmm. I go to this conference and we're in the uh, the very beginning session and they, you know, they have the program and I'm reading and I'm like, I don't see my name. So I go to the event planner. I said, hey, I said, um. I didn't see my name in here. She said, oh, my God, we forgot to include you. And she said, no problem. We'll make an announcement. And, you know, every conference, they always have room changes and speaker changes. So I'm like, okay, good. Well, when they got to the announcement, they forgot to make the announcement. Mm. So then now I'm like, hold up. So now I'm trying to stay in this think up space. But I'm a little bit frustrated because I didn't invest it to be here. So so she, so I went up to her and said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We forgot. We'll hold signs up and point to your room. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, this is a conference of 500 people. You got to sign up, learn how to think up. Nobody know what thinking up is. I'm not a big name person. I'm not a keynote. Nobody's going to come. And I walked in the room and I started crying. Because I felt embarrassed. I felt like I would let my husband down when I told him, like, you know, I spent all this money to be here. And I said, God, like, you want to humiliate me. Like, I felt humiliated. And I was sitting there crying in the front of the room. And I'm going to cry now. And I remember God saying, are you speaking for the numbers or are you speaking for me? Hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm like, and I got like the real ugly cry going. I'm like, I'm speaking for you. And he said, well, speak. And I'm like, nobody's here. One <laughs> it ended up being like seven people. Mm. Three people walked in. That was my friend. So mm. I think they were just there because I sent out a text like, please just come in this room. Let me just talk to you. It was seven people there. And I delivered the same way that I would give any keynote address. One woman was in the room. Two years later, she booked me to come and speak at her convention with 3,000 counselors. Wow. She said, I heard you two years ago, and I'm asking you to come to our conference and be our keynote. That's so awesome. So never allow the energy and of the audience, that experience, to downplay your message. You show up regardless of how you feel, regardless of who's in that room. Whether one person comes to that webinar or nobody comes, I'm going to teach. I'll, I'll probably cry after it. But I'm going to teach and I'm going to package that and I'm going to monetize it. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. That <laughs> Cha-ching. is so good. Wow. <laughs> the last category in the book is called Turn Up. Yes. Turn Up. And let's talk about habit number 17, which is a little different. The power of a smile. Yes. So even in your quote unquote worst day. Your smile can change every single thing that you're feeling. Your smile is energy. That's why if you talk to salespeople or customer service people, they'll tell you that when you're talking on the phone, you smile. Because it changes not only the outward expression and the verbalization of what you're saying, but it also changes what's on the inside. So even on those days where things are not going the way that you wanted them to be or you're not feeling your highest and your best self, you smile your way through that thing. Smile your way through. You smile your way through. And I guarantee you, your day will change. Good, good. And the last piece that I want to talk about is habit number 19, because we get a lot of these all the time. Excuses no more. Oh, Lord. No at all. While you are making excuses, somebody else is executing. Mm -hmm. Point blank period. Like we're in a season where we don't have time for excuses, where God is raising up a generation that is going to that wants to be courageous, that wants to be fierce and that wants to go for it. So get rid of the excuses like no more. Like let the excuses go. Focus on what it is that you have to do. Focus on what's in front of you and go for it. Excuses. Like no just more. get it done. Yeah, just get it done. If you're tired. Oh, well, everybody. We all are tired. 
Yes, yes. Like yes. all attire, you know, if you have a lot to do, well, I'm sorry, I didn't get to, you know, everybody has a lot to do. Like where you were making excuses, somebody else is executing. So execute that thing. That is good. So yeah. tell us where to get the book. You can get the book from my website, thinkyourwayup.com. Just go there, thinkyourwayup.com. Awesome. Yes, awesome. it's the book. Well, this interview has taken a little turn and a curve, but that's good. I like <laughs> interviews that go that way. And so let's go into our Your One Thing section of the interview. And here you just give us your one thing and you share with us some resources that help you with your productivity and that just really help you move forward in your business, in your life, or even with your family. And so describe yourself in one word and explain why you chose that word. Hungry. Hungry. I like yes. that. I am hungry for everything that God has for me. Mm. Like, that's it. Like, that's what I want. He has the grand plan. Like I, like, I have good ideas and good ideas, but I want the grand level. And the only way that I can access that level is to be hungry for him. Wow. Good. What's one online resource tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity and focus? Oh, my God. Proposify. Do you know what that is, Marquis? Proposify. No. Oh, my God. This has like saved. This this got me my life. This is an it's an online template for creating proposals. Oh, wow. So if people want you to come and speak or if you have customers reaching out to you, you create a template and then you can automate that template. Hmm. Proposify. Proposify. I'll send you some information on it so you yeah, can. That would be add great. It to this. That would be great. And you, how do you spell that? P R O P O S I F Y. Okay. Proposify. Proposify. It, right. it has it has got me my life. I'll say that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, good. <laughs> Outside of your book, what's one book that's had the biggest impact on you? Oh, I have to only give one. One book. I think the one book was probably the four hour work week hmm. because it told me that I could. Told you that you could. It told me that I could. And I started outsourcing and monetizing stuff when I was working in corporate. I, I outsourced my corporate job. Hmm. Like that was like my one. Have you read it? I have. I have. Okay. Okay. So the, so I read that book like once a year, but I only read certain parts of it because it's very long. Mm-hmm. So the outsourcing part, I was outsourcing my corporate job when I was in corporate. That's (laughs) good. That's good. What are you currently (laughs) reading right now? I'm currently reading Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. And don't ask me who it's by. Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. God's Way. Yes. And it's really, really good. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. If you had one million dollars to use to build your business, what's one thing you would do right now? now hire a chief operating officer i need somebody to operationalize everything that i do Hmm, that's good yeah Yeah, i need those dots connected stop working in your business and start working on your business right Ooh, hey man mark if you in my head (laughs) (laughs) things that we hear all the time Yes. what is one ritual practice that helps you stay focused and intentional I write an action list every single day okay. and I work off my action list. Writing an action list every single day and work off that action list. Yes. If you could meet one entrepreneur or okay. major leader, who would it be? Ooh, one entrepreneur or major leader. It'd probably be Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because she's just Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> she is the epitome of womanhood, of success, mm-hmm. of just the essence of just being. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just hot. Michelle Obama. Michelle is Obama. Just hot. She's just hot. All right. All right. What is your number one favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Determining how much money I want to make each month. Mm, that's determine, good. Yeah, and it's all tied to you. You it's are your tied to you and your you creation. are your performance review. <laughs> that is good. That is so yes. good. What is your favorite thing to do with your spare time? Read. Read. I know. 
Yeah, I'm boring. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've come to the end of this podcast. This has been such a great one because, you know, I like just to be able to flow and not necessarily always have these uh, pre-questions, which are good for shows like this. But we were able to just have a free flow of conversation a little bit today. And so that's great. Yeah, before, this was his best one. This was your best one. I know you just can't say it one, to other people. My best this podcast. Best yes, it wasn't so planned and it wasn't so structured. So it was my best one. But before we leave, what's one piece of advice you would give someone who is ready to live on purpose and step into their passionate area of work? Never allow your fear to overwhelm your desire to succeed. Mm, Never allow your fear to overwhelm your desire to to succeed. Yeah. Mm, That's a great note to end on. Let us know a little bit about what's going on in your business, what you're excited about before we go. Yeah, I'm super excited. We are launching a six-week business quit start course. This is a course that I wish I had when I first started my business. You know, I came from corporate where I was a mastermind of everything. You know, I created organizations, made a lot of money for corporations and thought that I could use those same skills, strategies and and tactics for my own business, but I was struggling. I wasn't getting the ideal customer. I wasn't making the money that I needed to make. And it all came down to one word and that was clarity. So now I'm teaching business owners in six weeks how to maximize their message so that they can monetize their mission. Hmm. How to maximize your message so that you can monetize your mission. Yes. By becoming crystal clear Clear. of yeah, that's Clarity it. is so key, you know, and to be quite honest with you, sometimes I ask myself, am I as clear as I can be with my own yeah. business? You know, because there have been some challenges this year that I didn't necessarily foresee. And I'm yeah. still kind of in some of those same places and still trying to identify who that ideal client is some days. And so I'm like, maybe there's still some more clarity that needs to be gained so that I'm reaching the right person. Well, come on over, Marquise, and take the course. Take the come course. Come join us. Yep. Come join us. Starts in a few weeks. All right. All right. Let the listening audience know where they can find you. You can find me on all social media platforms at Dr. Jenna Dyson. Mm-hmm. So anywhere on social media, Dr. Jenna, that's J-I-N-N-E-H. Last name Dyson, like the vacuum, D-Y-S-O-N. Okay. And your website? And my website is thinkyourwayup.com. ThinkYourWayUp.com. And you know what? It's okay that you have kids in the background because this is a real <laughs> live show. And that lets people know that you are real and that family yes. still is there. And that's what it's all about, being an entrepreneur Absolutely. and having you, a business at home. At home, especially yeah. when they get off the bus and they're ready for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dr. Jenna Dyson, I thank you for joining me today for the School of Purpose podcast. I'm, like I said, always excited to interview people like you because when you are among people who are like minded and who are moving in the right direction, you can't do anything but go up as well. And so thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye bye. Wow. Don't you just love Dr. Jenna Dyson? She gave us some great tips, some great principles, some great strategies to be able to think up and win. I especially liked her ending comments where she said, never allow your fear to overwhelm your desire to succeed. This is why I created the School of Purpose, to help you press beyond your fears, to help you to move in the direction that your purpose and your calling is pulling you towards, not giving into fear, but pressing your way to the level of success and into the purpose that you are called to fulfill. What an awesome, awesome interview. If you enjoyed today's interview, I want you to go to iTunes and search for the School of Purpose podcast and rate today's episode as well as leave us a review about what you thought of Dr. Jenna Dyson's interview. 
I really would appreciate if you would go and do that right now. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go to the School of Purpose podcast and iTunes, rate the show and leave us a review. Also, I am asking you to go to www.mablive.com and take a survey that I have out there wanting to really learn more on how I can serve you better. Dr. Dyson talked about clarity and talked about really connecting to the right customer, the right client. And I am really attempting to do that with the School of Purpose and with my business. And so if you would go to www.mablive.com and take that survey, I would really appreciate it. I hope you really got something out of today's podcast because I do this each and every week to be able to provide a level of content that will help you transform your mindset, help you transform your life and help you to lead and succeed on purpose because life is about being intentional. Life is about being on purpose. Life is truly about fulfilling the thing that you were called to do and touching lives of those who you were called to touch. And I want you to have a great rest of your week or whenever you're listening to today's podcast, the rest of your day, because I know for sure that we are moving in the direction of fulfilling the thing that we were called to do. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and I look forward to you listening again on next week. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Always remember this. Shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.